from iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case Roe v. Wade, starring Maya Hawke as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. I'm your host, Mike De Niro. Before we get into the show today, I want to thank all our fans from all over the world. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. As always, we appreciate you all. Without you, there is no us. We have a stacked show for you today. We're talking all about last night's AEW Dynamite. We're on the road to what is the most anticipated AEW television show, Rampage, this Friday, tomorrow night. Where we will have the possible debut of CM Punk. We also got the news and notes for you. We have been a little off because of some technical difficulties, but we're going to be on our way back due to some issues with Impact Plus. Today, we're not able to give you the latest episode of Making an Impact, but we'll be back with Making an Impact tomorrow, hopefully. And we are going to give you the news and notes for Wednesday and Thursday because of some technical difficulties yesterday. Thank you so much for understanding and riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. So, before we start, you know how it is. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follow us on TikTok at Wrestling DeLorean Pod and on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. Also, subscribe to the goddamn YouTube. I don't want to beg you motherfuckers. Please subscribe to the YouTube. Well, I kind of begged you right there. But anyway, great shit coming to the YouTube. More, more uh, interviews, more cool things coming, so you don't want to miss out on that. Let's start this Super Stack show right now. Without further ado, here is the news and notes for the day. As always, thank you for letting me into your morning routines, ladies and gentlemen. We are so incredibly grateful for our fans. We've got the best fans in the world. Thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean. Without you, there is no us. So thank you so much for always riding with us, always supporting us, always following, downloading, all that good shit. We appreciate that. News and notes. It was reported that Keith Lee has been working dark matches and has been booked for matches on Superstars and on Main Event and not on Raw just so he could refine himself for the WWE to see what's the best spot for him. Supposedly, Vince McMahon is really high up on Keith Lee, so he does want Keith Lee to be a star and a player here in the WWE. Just, he doesn't know what the best spot for him is. Now, before Keith Lee came up to the main roster, he was turning heads on AEW. I mean, on NXT. Sorry about that. He was making big impacts on uh, the Royal Rumble and in Survivor Series. And then he comes up, you know, he had the medical issues, had to go away for a while. He's back, and now that he's back, you know, I was excited to see him on TV, but instead he's not on TV, he's doing dark matches and whatnot. I think right now the best thing you could do with Keith Lee is just put the man on TV. You know what I mean? Whether he sinks or swim, let it, let him be in charge of that. Let's see what he could do. Because right now, I mean, what can you really figure out with him? Like, the guy is a great wrestler. 
The guy is very athletic for his size. You know what I mean? Let, let's tell you what he could do. Put him in those main spots. You were you were booking him against Randy Orton right off the bat, and he was beating Randy Orton as soon as he came up to the main roster. He was booking him in the Royal Rumble to be a guy who took the fight to Brock Lesnar. At Survivor Series uh, two years ago, you was booking him to take the fight to Roman Reigns. So what's the problem? What don't you know what to do? It is going to be interesting to see where Keith Lee ends up in the spot that he's in. Speaking of Raw, Monday Night Raw wants to do more theme shows, more different locations. They are taking inspiration from other things that's been going on. They took inspiration from the MLB having the Field of Dreams uh, game between the White Sox and the Yankees. So with that game, they took the game, instead of being played in Yankee Stadium or in uh, wherever the White Sox play, they... Which I know is Chicago. Don't everyone get at me like, oh, it's Chicago. Ugh. I'm not talking about the city. I'm talking about the name of the fucking uh, park that they play in. But anyway, instead of playing in either of their home parks, they took it to the set of the legendary baseball movie Field of Dreams. And there was a high, high rating for that. So WWE wants to take some inspiration from that. They want to do a Raw on the roof of the WWE headquarters, which is a homage to the old school Raw intro where they shot it on the roof. And also, if you remember about last year, they did Money in the Bank on the roof of the WWE headquarters. So that's one idea. There's uh, some people saying that they want to return to the Hammerstein Ballroom in Manhattan uh, for the Manhattan Center. That would be a really cool show, even though I don't see that happening, being that there's not a lot of people that they could fit in there. The most, I think, is like 3000 You know, WWE is going to want a little bit more than that, or they're going to charge an arm and a leg for those prices. Uh, I do think that they owe the Manhattan Center something for that Raw 25. Because Raw 25 in the Manhattan Center had, what, one match and had people sitting there on their hands and knees for fucking four hours? Like, yeah, you, you fucking owe those people something. So I'm all for them coming to the Manhattan Center and putting on a show in the Manhattan Center. Also, there's been talks about other themed Raws. I mean, it don't matter if you have the shit on Mars. If the shit sucks, the, the show sucks. So, yeah, the visual aspects may be cool, but if you got, you know, say say they go on uh, the, the roof of the WWE headquarters and we got a really cool visual for Raw. You know, you got the night sky in the background, and then you have Lily, the doll, possessing people. They come to the Hammerstein Ballroom, and you got fucking Alexa Bliss coming out all possessed. Like, fuck that shit, you know what I mean? No one's going to want to fucking see that shit. I don't care if it's in the fucking crater on the moon. You ain't gonna have to, I, you gonna have to pay me to see that fucking shit. Anyway, it's being reported that TNT is extremely excited about the possibility of CM Punk debuting tomorrow night for AEW Rampage. See, there's been some controversy on the WWE side over the CM Punk thing because it was. Fox, who originally reached out to CM Punk and tried to get that relationship back together. Fox had CM Punk on WWE backstage. That really didn't do much for the relationship of Punk and WWE. Uh, Fox wanted to even pay for the contract to have Punk a part of the WWE. And on SmackDown, WWE still refused. Now they look like they have egg on their face because CM Punk is going to be on the competition on a competitor's channel. And now all the... Popping circumstances that Fox was willing to give CM Punk for being a part of SmackDown now will be TNT. TNT is extremely excited. They think that it's definitely going to be a ratings boost for AEW. And, I mean, how could you disagree? 
it for sure will be a ratings boost for AEW. CM Punk coming in after about five years of retire. Well, no, more than five years, seven years actually of retiring. After seven years, you know, CM Punk being a part of a wrestling show again and being a main character on a wrestling show. And I'm not talking about Stars' new uh, show, Heels. I'm talking about an actual professional wrestling show, not a TV show. I think it's going to be big for the world of wrestling, especially if you talk about also having Daniel Bryan come in, talk about having Bray Wyatt come in. This could be what starts a boom period for AEW. Maybe not for professional wrestling, but for AEW, it could start a very successful period for them. And it's really cool to know that TNT is all for it and is behind AEW. It's really cool to see that AEW has a backer like TNT that is willing to go all in on AEW, no pun intended. So I'm really excited. Tomorrow, if CM Punk debuts for AEW Rampage, I'm going to lose my shit. Everyone's going to lose their shit. The whole fucking wrestling world is going to melt down. And the funny part is, you got SummerSlam on Saturday. You got NXT TakeOver 36 on Sunday. But the wrestling world will probably be only talking about CM Punk. So, if I'm WWE, I'm coming out. SummerSlam, guns blazing. I'm putting every match on that show has to be a banger. Because you already know the talk of the wrestling world is going to be CM Punk. If you want to divert your fans' opinion and divert their attention away from AEW, this weekend WWE has all the chances in the world. Alliance Stadium. Las Vegas, Nevada. You gotta deliver. SummerSlam got to deliver. NXT TakeOver got to deliver. Because on Monday morning, everyone's going to be talking about CM Punk showing up on Friday. So unless you want to be overshadowed, unless you want to be pushed to the side for your second biggest show of the year, you got to deliver. So we're going to see if the WWE delivers. I wasn't able to talk about NXT yesterday due to the fact that there was some technical difficulties when I wasn't able to do the podcast. But technical difficulties alone, I'm going to still give you a quick little rundown. I was a fan of this episode of NXT. The Roderick Strong versus Ilya Dragunov match was a hard-hitting banger. I love that matchup. That matchup could have been on TakeOver, if you ask me. Uh, Ilya Dragunov needed that win because he lost to Pete Dunne last week. And he has a title match this Saturday or this Sunday. So being that, the man is going into a title match against the undefeated monster, Walter. You want to kind of build him up. So him losing to Pete Dunne didn't make too much sense to me. But him beating Roger Strong was a good decision. Even though I think that at this point, the Diamond Mine's dead. Unless you give them another fucking uh, wrestler to be with Roger Strong. The Diamond Mine just being Roger Strong and Malcolm Bivens. It's pretty much dead. And it just started. Them getting rid of Tyler Rust took all the wind out of the sails for that. So we're going to see what happens with NXT. Main event, uh, MSK, they retained their tag titles against Imperium. Imperium put the beats down on MSK afterwards. It was a pretty good show. Uh, Good takeover. Well, good show going into takeover. Good go-home show. We'll see what happens at TakeOver. It's going to be the end of an era for NXT because after this show, this was the last live event for NXT. We're going to be going to tape shows. Vince McMahon is going to have his fingerprints on on NXT, so it's going to be interesting to see what changes NXT actually implements starting next Monday. Is the rumors true? Are we going to see less guys over 30 years old, more guys over 6 feet? We're going to see what happens. 
But if this was the last ever live NXT episode, it was a good episode of NXT. I'm excited for uh, TakeOver this weekend. Samoa Joe and Karrion Cross just tore up the place, and I think that their match is going to have a lot of intensity. I'm excited for that. On top of that, I'm excited for um, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, two out of three falls. Hopefully, you know, we get more of an answer of what's Adam Cole's future after this matchup, but it's going to be really interesting to see. When we come back from this commercial break, we're going to be talking about AEW from last night. AEW Dynamite took place in Houston, Texas, and the crowd was hot, so hot that they sang Chris Jericho's whole song. So we're going to talk all about that when we come back, so stay tuned. Protesters and supporters alike are lined up outside the United States Supreme Court this afternoon as a decision in the most hotly debated case in years is set to be delivered. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Sir, I graduated the top quarter of my class. We, we just, just don't have a spot for you. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee William H. Macy as Supreme Court Justice Harry Blackman. My chief qualification being I'm uncontroversial. You know how we both ended up on the Supreme Court? Politics. Damn right. This may be the longest of shots, but it's also the last chance for a lot of women. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. I'm trying to get you to stand for something, man. Now go to it. Listen to Supreme, the battle for Roe on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Last night, AEW Dynamite, live from Houston, Texas, definitely delivered with a really good show. We had Sting's first match on TNT in 20 years. I was a fan of the show. Wasn't a great show, was, but definitely was a good show. You know, I, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I would have liked a little bit more hype going into Rampage tomorrow, especially with this being the most anticipated AEW show ever. With this also being the largest crowd for AEW, I thought there's going to be a little bit more hype and anticipation going into it. Not really. Um, the card for Rampage is not as stacked as I thought they were going to do for the largest crowd ever. We got Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley. We have Jade Cargill versus Kira Hogan. And we have uh, Private Party versus the Jurassic Express. I'm sure it's going to be a great show, but like I said, I thought they were going to try to stack out that card even more than what it is, especially with the impending debut of CM Punk. We're going to see what happens, but right now, we're not talking about Friday. We're talking about last night's AEW Dynamite, so without further ado, let's get into last night's show. Like I said, last night's AEW was a pretty good show. We started out hot. Uh, John Moxley and... Eddie Kingston were making their way to the ring. 
They were going to cut a promo. They were going to get on the mic. When they were on, uh, when they were in the crowd making their way to the ring, 2.0 and Danny Garcia took out Moxley. They took out Eddie Kingston with a lead pipe. Then 2.0 gets on the mic. They tell Darby Allen and Sting that they took out their boys and they want that matchup right now. So the very first match on this episode is Darby Allen and Sting in his first match in TNT in 20 years. Going against 2.0 in a tornado tag match. This was a really fun matchup. They wrestled all over the building. Wrestling in the stands. Wrestling uh, in the concession stands. Wrestling in the crowd. Um, anything goes. There was no rules in this matchup. Sting looked like a million bucks, man. Sting definitely looked like he didn't miss a step. There was a move here where Sting got double powerbombed through a table and got right back up and started beating his chest like the old Sting. In the end, Sting picks up the victory when he hit the double scorpion death drop and then a double scorpion death lock on 2.0. They tap out. Really fun matchup. Really cool victory for Sting and Darby Allin. Next, we got footage from before the show. Sammy Guevara proposed to his girlfriend in the ring. She says yes. And then we got a very controversial promo by Sean Spears saying that when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top. And tonight, Sammy Guevara's fiance, he's giving her the chance to be on top. Not cool, Sean. Anyway, this leads to Sammy Guevara versus Sean Spears. The crowd was really hot for Sammy Guevara. This is his hometown crowd. They were really into this matchup. We had some crazy, crazy spots. Uh, you had Sean Spears from the top rope going on, well, getting slammed through a barricade. You had Sammy Guevara hitting the 630 and Sean Spears kicking out. Some really good action here. A lot of near falls. In the end, though, Sammy Guevara picks up the victory. In his hometown. If this was the WWE, you know he would have been buried in his hometown. But it's not the WWE. It's AEW. So you win in your hometown. So everyone's happy, right? Next, we got a promo from Christian Cage. But he is interrupted by Don Callis. Who uh, says that it's good to see Christian Cage in AEW and winning gold. But at the pay-per-view, he's going to fall victim to the one-winged angel. Christian Cage says that Don Callis never changed. He was then, and he still now is a carny piece of shit. We got Dan Lambert. Speaking of pieces of shit, we got Dan Lambert with American Top Team, a.k.a. Andre Arlovsky and Junior Dos Santos. He's here. He's berating AEW. He's berating the fans. He said that, um, you know, they stay in their mom's basement, and they watch weird shit on the dark web, and blah, 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 blah. Lance Archer comes out to make the save or to shut Dan Lambert up. But Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page attack Lance Archer on the ramp. If this leads to Lance Archer versus Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page with Dan Lambert in their side, I mean, that would be cool, I guess. But I don't know what this is leading to. Why is Dan Lambert back on the show talking shit if, you know, I thought we were going to see Lance Archer mix it up with Junior Dos Santos. That would be very interesting. Or Andre Arlovsky. That would be interesting. But Dan Lambert has no ties to Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page. And then on top of that, you had Lance Archer get attacked. And then not even fight back. And then you see them taunting in the back while Lance Archer is just there still. It, it was a little weird. We next get a promo from Chris Jericho. He encourages everybody tonight to sing his song when he makes his entrance due to the fact that Judas is not allowed to be played. That's the story and the stipulation made by MJF. Next, we got the tag team title match. The Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks. This was a really fun matchup. Lots of near falls. The Jurassic Express come really close to the uh, 
victory here many times. The Bucks pick up the victory in the end, though. Gallows and Kenny Omega bring out a beaten up Christian Cage to the ring. The Elite, they just jump everybody. Kenny Omega hits Christian Cage with the one-winged angel. Don Callis counts the three. The Elite stand tall. We got a promo from Britt Baker introducing Jamie Hayter. It'll be Jamie Hayter versus Red Velvet next week on Dynamite. Paul White is getting interviewed here now in the ring. There's a lot of talking on the show, a lot of promo time, and you know I'm not a big fan of it because I know they're trying to book Rampage as more action, less talking, but don't book Dynamite to be more talking, less action. Like, even though there was a lot of action tonight, there was more promo time than expected and usual. And none of it was to fucking hype up Rampage, which I thought they were going to do. I thought Rampage was going to be hyped up, but... I guess not, right? Anyway, Paul White is cutting a promo. QT Marshall comes out. He's talking about Paul White's hip surgery. It is announced that we'll be getting Paul White versus QT Marshall at All Out. Paul White's first match in AEW. Jade Cargill wants uh, Kira Hogan on Rampage. We talked about that. Cool to see Kira Hogan on AEW television. We'll see if Kira Hogan is going to earn herself a AEW contract. We then get Tony Schiavone interviewing the Elite. Now, here we go. Look, we had Britt Baker versus Jamie Hayter promo. Paul White promo. Jay Cardgill promo. And then we follow it up with another promo by Tony Schiavone interviewing the Elite. They're talking. Tony Schiavone says that he got word that there's going to be a tag team tournament. Four teams. The Jurassic Express, Private Party, the Varsity Blondes, and the Lucha Bros. That starts this week on Rampage. And the winner of that tournament will face... The uh, Young Bucks at All Out in a steel cage match. Um, then we got yet another promo. Taz brings out Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks talks about wanting to see Chris, uh, Brian Cage face to face. Then we cut to the back and Hobbs is attacking Cage. Then after this, surprise, surprise, we had yet another promo. Andrade wants Pac to agree to his terms before their match at All Out. Kind of took the wind out of my sails on this episode here. With we had one, two, three, four, five, six promos in a row. Six promos in a row. Think about that. And then after that, we go to Penelope Ford and Thunder Rosa. Penelope Ford wrestled in her actual clothes because her luggage got lost at the airport. So shouts to her for wrestling in her actual clothes. Uh, Thunder Rosa picks up the victory by submission here. We then get an Arn Anderson promo where he is warning Brock Anderson about Malachi Black, but Brock Anderson wants to avenge his dad. It will be Brock Anderson versus Malachi Black next week on Dynamite. Then we got a really good promo, but yet another promo by John Moxley. Seems like a tweener here. He's talking about wanting to take out anybody who thinks they're the face of AEW because, you know, he during its toughest time carried the company he planted his flag in the sand and he said that he is still the top guy in AEW we then get MJF versus Chris Jericho in the main event the final labor of Jericho the whole crowd is singing Chris Jericho's theme song here it was a really special moment really cool MJF in the end picks up the victory by submission when Chris Jericho taps out to the salt of the earth arm bar on the bad injured arm from Chris Jericho so MJF that little punk bitch is still on top here Because I guess when you're in the pinnacle, you're always on top, right? 
Now, for what it's worth, this episode of AEW Dynamite was a good episode. It wasn't great, but it was good. I enjoyed it, but I did think that there was way too much talking on this show. Like I said, we had six promos, a females match, and then another three promos in a row. Nine promos in a span of about 45 minutes. It was a little too much. You know, we only had one, two, three. We only had five matches on the show and more promo time than matches, it seemed. It was not cool. Um... AEW Rampage this Friday is the most anticipated show in AEW history, and I am so fucking hyped. If CM Punk does debut, the whole wrestling world is going to melt the fuck down. But I give this episode of Rampage a two and a half out of five stars. Definitely would have been brought up to at least a three if they had a little less promo time, a little bit more wrestling, but it is what it is. I'm excited for Rampage tomorrow. We're going to see if the wrestling world is going to melt down or not. But nonetheless, good episode of AEW Dynamite. I hope everyone has a wonderful, wonderful day. Make sure you check out Impact Wrestling on Access TV tonight. We have a new Impact Wrestling champion in Christian Cage, so I know everyone's going to want to check that out. Make sure you tune in tomorrow to the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. We'll talk all about Impact Wrestling. We'll have This Is Extreme. We'll have Making an Impact. And we're going to set you up right for the weekend. Really big weekend in professional wrestling. Just like last weekend was. But this one may be even bigger because we have a huge go-home SmackDown before SummerSlam. We have the most anticipated AEW Rampage ever. We have SummerSlam on Saturday. And then we have NXT TakeOver on Sunday. You don't want to miss out on any of the action. And make sure you tune in on Monday to the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast because we'll be talking about everything. So... Everybody follows on Twitter at W underscore DeLorean Pod. Follows on TikTok and on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod. And make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Thank you so much for all the support. Love you guys. From iHeart Podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, tells the story of the unlikely champions behind the landmark case, Roe v. Wade. Starring Maya Hawk as 26-year-old lead attorney, Sarah Weddington. We're challenging the Texas abortion laws in federal court. And Academy Award nominee, William H. Macy, as Supreme Court Justice, Harry Blackman. Time is not the most important factor. Getting it right is. Listen to the podcast, Supreme, the battle for Roe, on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day, your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.